Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Now let me tell you right now, you're not going to be able to do everything you set out to do this year apart from God and without His strength. Period. Someone say period. You won't, you can't, I promise, you've tried it before. How many of you know 500 billion times zero is still zero? Say, man, it was a good effort. And hey, yeah, now they're real good about giving out participation trophies to everybody. And they say, you didn't win, but you were there. Great, that's good, that's good. And you should, you got to show up. But how many know there's things in life that we miss and miss and miss, and we say, I can't do this. Well, it's because you can't do it on your own. There's so much more you could get done in the kingdom of God, in your life, if you would rely on God and His strength. His strength. Today I'm going to be specifically talking about His strength for your body. But this is His healing for your body. This is His strength for your emotions. We talked about that last week. For your well-being. For your mental state. This is His strength. And it all comes down to this. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 2, verse 1. You can't do it without His strength. I promise you. You just can't. There's only so far we can go. Without God's help. Jesus said, and I love saying it, I love repeating it. It's like I say it every Sunday. I wanted to get in your heart, into your heads. Jesus said, apart from me, you can do how much? Big zero. Zilch. Nada. You can, apart from me, you can do nothing. My child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Proverbs 2.1. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Some of you have better hearing than others. There'll be times we got incidental noise at the house. We got the TV on. We're watching. Jen and I are big into documentaries. And then the dishwasher's on. And everything's going on. And Jen will go, did you hear that? And I'm like, what? And she's able to tune her ears. And she'll go, I think the dog's barking. We need to take him out. I'm like, "How?" Did, or he's whining. How did you hear that? You've got to tune your ears to wisdom. How many of you know there's lots of incidental noise going on all the time, huh? All the time. And you moms, those of you with kids, y'all have hearing like, I, like I, I don't know what to compare you to. Something in the wild that is not quite human and it's enhanced, it's supernatural. You can be across the house and go, hey guys, let's sneak out tonight. Your mom's in bed, four bedrooms away. She goes, no you're not, go to bed. Tune your ears to wisdom. You got to tune your ears to wisdom because there's a lot going on out there. And it's distracting. You've got to tune and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight. Ask for understanding. Here's the crazy thing, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name the point here in a moment. You're going to be able to guess it really quick, really quickly. But how many of you know the best way to get understanding and insight and wisdom from God is to what? Ask. I believe it's James chapter 1. says, if any of you lacks understanding, ask. God will give it to you. God will give it to you. Say, you want his strength? Then ask. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Let's keep going. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord. And you will gain knowledge of God. Hmm. That's powerful. For the Lord grants wisdom. Someone say wisdom. He gives wisdom. Say, what is wisdom? Basic, basic, basic definition of wisdom is properly applying what you've learned properly applying knowledge sometimes god will give you wisdom in a situation that's so far beyond you you hadn't even learned about that but he goes here's how you do it 
Here's how it's going to be taken care of. He gives you wisdom. The Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. How many of you know that common sense is no longer common? Some of you, some of you folks in here with, with a little more experience, you're, you're going like this. Your eyebrows went up. You're like, oh, no, let me tell you. You learn that common sense is no longer common because you go to get customer service from someone who's paid to give customer service, and they're rude. That just seems not only ignorant to me, it just seems like they don't have common sense. Hey, thank you, man. Thanks for your help. Yeah. Dude, what? Let's put on the boxing gloves right now in Jesus' name. I'm kidding. What do you mean, yeah? One of my dad's favorites. Say, hey, man, thank you. No problem. And that's okay in the right context. But, man, just the customer service around here, you've seen it. Some of that is a lack of wisdom. You say, well, it's not training. Well, there's no common sense. He grants a treasure of common sense to whom? To the honest, to those that want the truth, to those that love truth. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. Is that powerful? He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. Mm. Let's keep going. He guards the paths of the just and protects those who are what? Mm -hmm. He protects those who are faithful to him. Huh. Verse 9, then you will understand what is right, just, and fair, and you will find the right way to go. How many of you know we need the right way to go? Everybody in here knows Jesus. Say, man, that's the way to get to heaven. That's the way to, well, he's the way to understanding and wisdom as well. So you ask God for wisdom. He will teach you. He will show you. You will find the right way to go. How many of you know sometimes you just don't know? You got several decisions and they all look good. Several jobs presenting themselves, they all look good. Highest pay doesn't always mean the best job. It doesn't. Let's just keep going. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge, look at this, will fill you with joy. Wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will fill you with joy. Wise, wise choices will watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. Let's pray briefly, just briefly. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your promises. Lord, we need your strength. Scripture says if we draw close to you, you will draw close to us. If we call on you, you will hear us. And we call on the name of the Lord today and we cry out for your promises, your wisdom. In Jesus' name, amen. So as you've well guessed already, my first point this morning is wisdom. Let's put that up. Wisdom. Wisdom. There's a lack of wisdom in the world now. You can see a lack of wisdom in the financial system. System. How can I, how do I know? Well, because they're having to raise and lower interest rates all the time to compensate for their own mistakes. Are you with me? Some of you are like, I'm not very interested in this, but I, let me make a point. Our government prints money, prints money, prints money, gives money away, and then goes, oh, there's runaway inflation now. So let's raise interest rates. And then the markets slow down because people aren't, they're more hesitant to get loans, and they're constantly tweaking, trying to figure something out. How many of you know God's way is best? The world's wisdom teaches you, hey, if you hold on to more and you're stingy, you'll be rich. Mm -mm. Scripture says givers, givers, those who water others are themselves wa watered. Those who are generous with their money, their time. Sure, you have to have savings. Sure, you got to have a plan for the future. Those of you that are planning for retirement, that's great. If we get there, the world's still going on, then you're going to need to retire at some point. That's great. 
you got to have a plan. But how many of you know you've got to be wise with how you handle your money? Is it wise to spend on your, all your money on alcohol and drugs? Well, of course not. But if there was more wisdom in the world, people wouldn't do it. I talked to a guy years ago, and he had come to the Lord, and he said, Man, you know what? I calculated that last year I spent almost a hundred grand. Can you imagine? He had a hundred grand to spend on alcohol and drugs the year before. An oil field guy. Some of you are going, man, if I had a hundred grand, <laughs> it'd be it'd be savings and tithe and offering, right? First of all, tithe and offering, then savings, and maybe Disneyland. Who knows? I don't know you're, what you're into. It'd be a video game. Says, I don't know. But can you imagine a hundred grand the previous year? They'd calculated it, and he spent that on drugs and alcohol. And what did that give him? It left him lonely, heartbroken, struggling. And certain drugs mess with your teeth, so now you've got a high dental bill. It's just a lose-lose situation because of the lack of wisdom. You say, well, I fell into that. I was rejected. Yeah, but wisdom says I'm going to draw close to God, and I'm going to draw close to the right people. And wisdom also says, apart from his strength, I cannot do it. Wisdom says the fear of the Lord is what brings all wisdom. When you reverence and respect and honor God, oh, he'll take care of you. And did you know there's lots of dumb things you won't get involved with when you really re respect God? That's wisdom, isn't it? That's his strength. I remember years ago someone told me, it may have been my dad, I don't remember who. I think we, we had both heard a quote. Some guy said, some of the best deals I ever made were the ones I didn't. Said, it looks good, uh-huh. It looks good, but it may be ridiculous for you. It may not. Say, that house looks good. It's just, it may not be the right one for you, but if God has promised you a house, and I believe he has, according to Scripture, he's promised you all the blessings in life, the good things. If it's legal and moral, it's for you. And it's good. So I believe God has promised you a home and a car. Yes. You say, man, I'm, I'm renting right now. I'm believing God for my own home. That is good. That's a good thing. But not every home is the right home. We've noticed when we've picked homes, my wife and I, God led us to them, and they were anomalies. You know what anomaly, an anomaly is? It's something that's different and almost odd and quirky because it was special, and it was a special deal just for us. The house itself wasn't odd and quirky, but the deal was customized just for us. It was unique. It was an anomaly. It was different. It stood out. It was very unique in the market, and it was ju just right for us. And God gives us his wisdom to purchase the right things at the right time. How many of you know having four or five car payments is not wise? Two or three car, car payments may not be wise for you. So you may need to look into that. You say, well, I've already gotten it. That's cool. God will help you pay those off. But there is wisdom there, and God gives you strength. Now, wisdom, before I play into these next two points, God gives us wisdom to take care of our bodies. He does. Now, the wisdom of God is to lean on God for everything. But how many of you know that God will give you wisdom on how to care for yourself? Really? Some stuff is just not common sense. We'll get into that in a minute. But if one soda is good, then 24 must be great, right? Well, I'll tell you from experience, one, two, three, four, five sodas in a row, they all taste good, but they're progressively worse and worse for your body, your kidneys, Everything else. You say, man, I'm struggling with my weight. All that drinking that sugar, that's not the best for you. You say, man, I'm a little chunky. Well, you're beautiful, and that's fine. But you, you've been called to be healthy and wise with your body. There's wisdom. You know what else 
I'll just give you some random examples of wisdom here. You know what else wisdom is? Wisdom says you don't go knocking on someone's door at 4 a.m. just to say hi and good morning because you were in a good mood. Scripture says even a joyful shout in the morning will be counted as a curse to someone if it's at the wrong time. I remember one time I was a kid. I must have been in eighth grade. I don't know why I did it. I'm naturally loud anyway, but someone had walked into the book nook. I don't know if you guys remember that. Those of you who have been believers a long time, my parents owned that Christian bookstore. Um, they bought it, I think, summer of 88. And we were there, and I was maybe a little eighth grader or ninth grader, and I was in there, and someone walked in, and look, this was not wisdom. I didn't mean to do it, but I went, hi, how are you? And I was extra loud. I don't know why. I still don't know why, but I still remember the look on their face. It's like they walked in and almost had a heart attack at a Christian bookstore. They're like, oh, and I didn't do it on purpose. I didn't mean to, but it was a lack of wisdom. I just blurted it out. I didn't give them a chance to adjust and walk in, and I'll never forget that. Wisdom cries out in the streets for relationships with each other, with God, and even for relationships with our own body. All right? Our mental health. You were not created to be on the phone for 15 hours a day. I don't know what your iPhone or your Android is telling you, how long you've been on the phone each day, but I'm telling you, you don't want to be on the phone seven, eight hours a day every day. You don't. It will affect you. It will rob your health. People say, man, God, what are you doing wrong, man? What, what, why aren't you speaking to me? And God says, man, put some of this stuff away. Put some of the distractions away and tune in to wisdom and seek me. Somebody say amen today. Do I still have you with me? All right. So wisdom covers everything. But let's get into this because this is God's will. This is his strength. Let's go to Isaiah 53, 5. Love this, love this, love this chapter. I'd preach on it more than once a, once a month if I felt led, really, because I just love it so much. This is prophesying about 800 years before, even before Jesus was born, before he died on the cross. This is prophesied by the prophet Isaiah. He says, but he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. Do you see that? It is the strength of God that took our infirmities upon himself. His strength. Can you imagine carrying all the sin and sickness of the world all in one day? That's what Jesus did. You study that. He took it upon himself in his body on the cross. He took your sin. He took your disappointment, your heartbreak, your shame. He was shamed up there. So that you would never have to walk in shame. He carried our sicknesses up there. He carried your heartbreak. Some of you say, man, last year was tough. This year started off, man, tough too. But God says, I have good things in mind for you. I need you to listen to me. This is for someone today. I don't know who it's for, but it's real simple. God says, I have good things in mind for you this year. He says, in my strength. Walk in my strength. I have good things in mind for you this year, no matter how it looks. No matter what it feels like right now. You say, man, I feel disappointed. I feel heartbroken. Or I feel just depressed. Whatever you're going through, God says right now, walk in my strength. He was whipped so we could be healed. I believe that is physical healing. I believe that is mental healing, emotional healing, heartbreak. Scripture says he was rejected. He was cast aside and beaten. And people in their ignorance, they said, oh, yeah, his... His trial, his crucifixion is a punishment from God, but he was God taking on the sin of the world. Unbelievable. He was whipped and beaten so we could be healed. Let's go to Matthew 8, 16. 
That evening, many demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus. He cast out the evil spirits with a simple command, and he healed all the sick. He healed all the sick. This fulfilled the word of the Lord through the prophet Isaiah, who said, He took our sicknesses and removed our diseases. Let's repeat that, can we? Let's do, let's do Matthew 8, 17 there. And let's repeat that together on the count of three. One, two, three. He took our sicknesses and what? Removed our diseases. Say it again. Say, he took our sicknesses and removed our diseases. Let's say it again. He took our sicknesses and removed our diseases. That is God's will. That is God's best for you. Now, we battle with sickness in life sometimes. We go through things. Some people, you don't understand why they're sick or they've had illness. We don't understand everything, but we do know this. We live in a fallen world. We live in an Im- on an imperfect planet right now because Jesus has not come to restore and take it back and to set up his kingdom here on earth. So it's not perfect yet. There's still tears and sorrow and sickness and disease. But we know that according to faith, according to scripture, he took our sicknesses and removed our diseases. That is God's best. That is his will. Let's go to 2 Peter 2.24. I'm going to read this verse. We'll do something slightly different this morning. 2 Peter 2.24, that's not it, but that's a good one. 2 Peter 2.24. Well, maybe 1 Peter, sorry. Sorry, I messed y'all up. That was me. But I thought a dog returns to his vomit is a good verse, so that is my fault. And I saw our dog do that yesterday. It wasn't vomit, but it was, it was weird. Oh, don't do that. They're just interested in their own. Anyway. Scripture says he himself bore our sins, and I apologize, video booth, that was my fault. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. Are you listening to me? He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. You have been healed already. By his wounds, you've been healed. What a miraculous God. Now, I want everybody looking at me right now. Is there anybody in this house right in your seat? You say, man, I've had a battle with my body. I know it's God's, not God's best for me. It may have been my choices, may have not. Maybe I was born with this defect or I'm struggling with this. If anyone has had a battle in their body for their healing, their, would you raise your hand today? And I'm going to pray with you right now. We're going to agree. Thank you for your courage. That's a lot of us. That's a lot of us. Go ahead and raise those hands. Everybody in the house, right where you're seated, we're going to agree right now. Touch yourself where there's a problem or an issue. If it's all over your body, touch your heart. If it's your shoulder, you say, man, I can't reach it. It's your leg. If you can't reach it, put your hand on your heart. Let's agree right now in Jesus' name. Father, I believe according to your word and according to this verse, you promise by his wounds we have been healed. 1 Peter 2.24. By his wounds, by the stripes that were laid on his back with that Roman whip, we have been healed, Lord God. He carried our sicknesses and our diseases. He was wounded for our transgressions, and we believe in healing right now. In Jesus' name, he took our infirmities and our diseases. And we believe, I declare healing right now for every person in this house, every person listening on the live stream, you are healed. By his stripes, you were healed. And we agree today, and we thank you because it's done, Lord, and I break every spirit of infirmity. If it's a demon, we cast it off and cast it out of here. You have no place or hold on our lives. And if it's from a hurt, we forgive, and if it's from something from the past, we're restored, like Pastor Jen said, and we are healed. 
In Jesus' name, somebody said, amen. I believe you're healed. It may happen right now. It may happen in a week or two weeks, but you keep your confession. Scripture says hold fast your confession. Keep saying the right thing. Keep speaking faith. You are called to be healed. You're called to be healed. The government can't heal you. Did you know at some points, doctors can't heal you. They can only prescribe things for pain. We've seen that with people who are, who are crossing over. and said, man, the, all, they needed a miracle. And healing is a miracle, right? Healing is a miracle. Because it's from God himself. Scripture says that Jesus healed them all. Someone say he healed them all. That means he didn't distinguish on color or height or background or culture or social standing or status. He said, if you believe, so shall it be according to your faith. That's what Jesus said. So shall it be according to your faith. So today, you believe for your healing. And only his strength, only his strength can heal your body. All right? All you have to do is believe. Someone say believe. That's all you have to do. All you got to do is believe. Now, I'm going to talk to you about a, a miracle that is just as great as being healed. But let's go to Proverbs 17, 22. You said, how could anything equal to being healed? Well, Proverbs 17, 22 says, a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit saps a person's strength. One translation, the King James says, it dries the bone. Wow. King James says, a merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bone. A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit saps a person's strength. There's all kinds of records, even among secular doctors and medical facilities, where folks got their joy back and they began to heal, whether they were believers or not. Scripture's true, isn't it? They began to have a better outlook on life. They forgave someone. Say, man, don't you have to do that only as a believer? Well, there's unbelievers who actually forgive. Now, now you, you need God's love to really function in his love for life. But there are people that operate in these principles, and it's work for them because it's God's word. A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit saps a person's strength. Hmm. Let's go to Isaiah 40, 29. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. I love that. Let's keep going. Even youths will become weak and tired, and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength, new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Did you know that this verse is so powerful because even now with our technology and aircraft and hot air balloons and jets and all these things, you can go thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of feet elevation in the air and you will, you will see eagles up there. They ride high. Look at that. Let's go back to what that said previously about they will soar high on wings like eagles. Did you know that, did you know that when a storm is coming, you know around here we, we have lots of storms that head this way and you get lots of wind. We get wind when there's no storms, but you get lots of wind, right, when a storm is blowing in? Eagles will see a storm coming 50, 40 or 50 miles away from their height, and they'll spread their wings, and the wind from the storm will propel them above the storm. They go above the storm. You ever been in an aircraft, and they go, we're going to go above the turbulence? It's amazing. Those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. I'm not done yet, but 
We need God's strength. We need his wisdom for our body. We need his healing. But look at this. Look at my third point today. This is so powerful. What if God has kept you and you've done the wise things with your body? This ties into point one to where you have health and that in itself is a miracle because you don't need a miracle. Isn't that the best way to be if possible? You say, man, yeah, I need a miracle for my body. We're going to believe that God would heal your body. But when you get to the place you've been healed, I pray that you stay in perfect health. Third John 1, I, I believe it says, I wish above all that you may prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. Hmm, prosper and be in good health. That's a miracle that you don't need a healing miracle, isn't it? Anymore it is, right? Because many of us have had battles with our bodies. Not needing a miracle is a, a miracle. When you're wise with your body, God gives you health that sustains you. So here, here's some wisdom. This ties into point one for health. Eating right. Many people don't know what eating right is. They say, well, I must be eating right. They claim to have lots of vitamins in this. No, no, no. You have to look at ingredients. You do. There's a lot of junk we put in our bodies. Some of you may love McDonald's. No offense. I love their french fries. They're salty. I'm not a salt guy. I love their fries. But man, McDonald's is junk. It's junk. They know how to market a hamburger. You can make a better hamburger than them. I promise. That's no offense to McDonald's. They ma it's mass-produced. They've, they've done tests on these things that they'll last for years out of the package. Why? Because they're not broken down even by, by nature. They have so many preservatives. They're so artificial. Some, some have claimed that there's plastics in those things. We've got to be wise for our health because not needing a miracle is a miracle in itself. I want to challenge you guys this morning. You say, man, I haven't been to the gym in a while. Hey, that's okay. Why don't you start taking walks? Get, start like this. Say, man, I'm doing six sodas a day. I'm going to tell you right now, one soda a day is a lot. It is because they're just not great for you. Say, man, I'm doing six sodas a day. Well, then cut down to one and start taking walks. And get to the place where you don't need a soda every day. You guys have heard me testify before. I love sweet drinks. I drink them all day every day if I could. I love them. I celebrate them. I make jokes about them with my workout partner. I'm like, today may be a one Coca-Cola day or a half Coca-Cola day. I can't wait. Woo, I've, I've earned it. Praise God, there's a time and a place for that. Moderation. But how many of you know eating gummy bears all day, every day, will not sustain you? And I love some types of gummy bears. Chewy gummies, they're the best. Started as a kid, I ate some gummy worms. I was like, what are these? Oh, my gosh. Mom, why didn't you all tell me about these? Gummy worms. Gummy bears. I like the soft, flavorful gummy bears. We have some in the cabinet. I've been eating on them like two and a half or three months because I only get a few. But not every day. All right? I love sugar just as much as the next man or woman. But God has called you to health. And did you know by his strength, he can sustain your body? You stay in the word. You stay in prayer, even apart from what you're eating. Talking to a young man this morning about fasting. We should fast. You can handle that. You say, man, I start off with a little bit. I'm going to fast one meal today or I'm going to fast one meal for three days in a row. Do it. God will speak to you. God will draw close to you. What's the importance of fasting? Well, number one, you're showing God that he is everything to you. I don't just fast to get stuff. I remember in high school, I remember the kid's name even. He wore a cross one day to school. And he'd never worn a cross. I said, Bobby, why are you wearing a cross? He said, I'm fasting. 
He was a real cool guy. He was a nerd. I like nerds because I'm a hybrid nerd, a secret nerd. I went, you're fasting. And I didn't make flight of it. He goes, yeah, I'm, I'm believing God for something. And I went, oh, okay, so you wore a cross. He goes, yeah, I just want to really stay in the attitude of, of fasting. I said, okay. And it was, one of, it was like handmade. It was, it was woven or something. It was a little blue, blue and white cross. I still remember. I can still see it. I said, okay, that's interesting. I'd never seen him in a cross before. I don't just fast to get stuff from God. I fast to get God from God. I fast to get his presence. I fast to be in tune with him so I can tune my ears into hearing his wisdom so I can hear him when he speaks. But, number two, did you know fasting will bring health to you? Cardiologists, world-renowned cardiologists have said that intermittent fasting or regimens of fasting, certain types of fasting, giving up food for a day or two or skipping certain meals, not just skipping meals just to skip them, but to fast, okay? Remember, I've got to tie in the spiritual as a man of God and you as believers. We've got to tie in the spiritual. But by fasting, it's not only good for your weight, and that's not even top of the list. It's good for your heart. It's good for your organs. It detoxes you. But you don't fast and just get in all kinds of crazy stuff. The basic fast, the easiest, most basic fast is, I don't know how easy it, it is, the simplest is to go without food and just drink water. It will clear you out. It will start to, it'll clear your mind out. Say, man, but I'm hungry. I was fasting and I dreamed about food. Who hasn't? Man, I remember we'd do the Daniel's fast here for 21 days back in the day, and I'd be dreaming about cheeseburgers and all kinds of stuff. And I didn't even eat cheese hardly. And I love cheese, but it just messes with me. Cheese pizzas. I'd be seeing buffets. I was like, man, Lord, I'd wake up, and it wasn't time to be off the fast yet. God cares about your health. And apart from him and without his strength, you're going to struggle in these areas, okay? So you need his wisdom, number one. Let's go over this again. Say God's wisdom. Mm -hmm. God's wisdom. You need his wisdom. Your wisdom is not enough. He's given you some wisdom. Human wisdom is fine, but it has its limits. So you need God's wisdom. Number two, you need his strength for healing. We can't heal ourselves. Sometimes the doctor can't. You've seen this a lot of times. They can't. They can only prescribe, give you some wisdom here and there. But true healing comes from God. You've got to get healing from his strength and from God himself. That's it. And then number three, someone say number three. Number three is your health. You want to have good health? You can, only have, you can only have truly good health with his strength. You say, man, there's people that apart from God, man, they've, they've been healthy. Yeah, in some areas, but in other areas, they're not healthy. For example, their spiritual walk is not healthy. Maybe they eat all these special things and run and work out. That's great. That's a part of health. But God believes in full health for your whole being, spirit, soul, and body. Your spirit, you've already come to know Jesus. So now your soul, that's your responsibility with God's help, your mind, your will, and your emotions. And we know your body is whose responsibility? God's. No, it's yours. Right? So wisdom from God and his strength healing from God and his strength, and health from God and his strength. I pray that something fell on good ground this morning.